You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. We are so glad that you joined us today, and geez, we're going to do just another one of them controversial shows. I don't know what's going on over here, but we have uh, read an article, and as I read the article, I went, wow, you're kidding, man. <laughs> so, so you're saying truth is controversial. Oh, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. I guess there's a lot, a lot of truth to that. Right. You know, this article I took out of the Science of Mind magazine, and it was kind of interesting. Um, the Science of Mind magazine focuses a lot on visualizing, manifesting, and they actually revere things like uh, Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, and The Secret, all of which promote things like visualizing and manifesting and forcing and insisting and demanding and declaring that what you want is what you ought to have and nobody should ever tell you you can't have it, which isn't exactly the same as surrender to the will of God. So basically they're saying, yes, you can do it, but then you can do your ego and your will and your own concept instead of, yes, you can do it, you can do God's will as you're as you're guided to do it from a higher source. So it's it's ego based or divine based, I believe, versus, you, versus divine based. You know, it's always amazing to me. Uh, I always realize how utterly brilliant the universe is, and God and the guides. I mean, just utterly brilliant. You know, you know our IQs on Earth at our best pale in comparison to the least brilliant on the ethereal plane. I mean, even at our best, we flail behind. So the point is, is the universe is so utterly precision and brilliant that they bring to you and to me exactly what we need in the moment, whether we and our less brilliant minds can fathom that or not. So if the universe is brilliant and precise and they're bringing us everything that we need in the moment, then what makes us think that what we don't have, we should have? (laughs) Because what we do have is what we're supposed to have. So all these folks that are saying, but you should be able to have anything you want, well, that just sort of depends on what your lessons are. And people get very misguided about that. I, I, I I guess limitations are irritating, so people spend a lot of energy around uh, overcoming their limitations rather than delving into the limitations to understand what package of lessons is contained within those limitations. So it comes down to, as life unfolds to us, we're supposed to learn how to 
appropriately and constructively handle our challenges. Appropriately and constructively handle our challenges. Come what may. And, and you grow as you do that. And, you know, some of these people that Charmaine mentioned, one of their main things is that you force your will through them. And when you force, you force will through your challenges, a lot of times, uh, there's a lot of damage done. And a lot of times, you're not actually embracing it and adjusting yourself. You're simply, simply power tripping it until it, once again it has a chance to power trip you back, but you haven't healed it. You haven't adjusted something in you that brought you akin to that situation to begin with. And there's where we differ right there, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, we need to heal through these limitations instead of demand our path around them. We need to heal through them. Nice, yes. And and we need to understand what 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 value that limitation has in our life at the moment, like what lesson it contains, and learn that. This is similar to say you you have a family, you don't like to work, so you haven't worked much. Your whole family's poor, so. What they're trying to say is um, you can figure out a way to cheat the government or you can figure out a way to rob something and you can get yourself through it that way. What we're saying is you have uh, these obligations, you have this family that you're responsible for, get a job. I don't know why this pops into my head right now. It certainly doesn't seem to be on point. But anyway, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We are Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, um, O.J. Simpson went through his trial. And O.J. Simpson, you know, says he wasn't guilty and... There's quite a number of people in the country that go, yeah, right. <laughs> but here's the piece that I thought was very interesting. You know, we're, we're saying you don't get away with anything. Right, and you really it, don't. You no, know, you don't get away with anything. So I don't care if he didn't go to jail because his karma is coming one he, way or he, another. He didn't get away with anything. He may have thought he did. Yeah, he may have thought he did, but he didn't really. Actually, it would have done him a lot of good to go to jail because he could have started paying his right. karma there rather than wait till later. By, by the way, his former wife is who he killed, right? Right. You know, she's not much better. Yeah, well, all that, you know, all that, enough of that, but, all you know, that she aside, was part of that. Here's something that was very interesting. I was reading a book called uh, "What They Want You to Know" by Carter Shepard, and you know, there's some a lot of it's a channeled book, and there's a lot of good stuff in there, and there's stuff that's off in there. But this particular piece, when I read it, it resonated with me. I, it never occurred to me before until I read it here, and I just went, "Boy, that's dead on." And what it is is that. One of the people they, uh, one of the souls, one of the people that had died and they were talking to the soul of that person yeah. was, uh, um, Nicole Brown Simpson. Right, that's right. Uh, O.J. Simpson's ex-wife that he murdered. See, here I am assuming he did. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes, you're here, the only one. <laughs> here's what she said. She said that when O.J. dies, you know the first person he has to meet when he goes to the other side? Her. <laughs> and I laughed when I read that. I thought, you know what, that's exactly perfect. 
when somebody does something like that, like anybody does a heinous act or crime, you know, who better to meet the first moment that you die but the person that you perpetrated on? I mean, that's the beginning of now you're going to answer for your deeds. So all the time when I've tuned into these two and, and what they did, I, I can see uh, the witch-like side of Nicole Brown Simpson. I think that's her name. And I can see the uh, testosterone ego side of O.J. Simpson. Part of why he was such a great football player is he had an extra dose of testosterone. Testosterone, yeah. Testosterone uh, has a lot of aggressive fight them, go get them. And uh, in this case, you know, they power struggled each other. Both of them were, you know, they had dominant, dominating struggles with each other. Uh, vanity all over the place. She teased the heck out of him. And, but they were both on the same wavelength. So they sort of both ignited each other in a terrible situation. They both lost control and they both ignited each other. And I'm not excusing OJ. I mean, he's got to live with that. And, and, you know, maybe he sloughed it off, but sooner or later everything catches up with you. And and I'm very aware that she uh, is a, on the same wavelength. So they actually fed off each other. You know, this me. reminds me of another couple that we tuned into some time ago. And it was a similar kind of a story. Uh, the wife just berated the husband psychologically all the time. For 20 years, she berated Day the, in, day day out. Day in and day out. Miserable. Just, just, you know, you miserable piece of you-know-what, and you can't do anything right, and who do you think you... I'm just horrible. Well, the reason that she was doing that to him is because in a past life, he had done that either to her or to others. And so he had this coming. But you see, in our day and age, people don't understand that they're living in their karmic consequences. All this talk about co-creating and how, oh my God, we've just discovered we can co-create. Well, let's co-create anything we want. And what people don't realize is you've been co-creating for lifetimes. This is not new news. This is what is. So with this particular couple, here's how it panned out. She berated him, berated him, berated him for 20 years, and he was a passive-aggressive. He took it, took it, took it. Under his breath, he was uh, cussing her back, but he would never say it out straight. He tolerated, tolerated, tolerated. Of course, it was his karmic lessons to tolerate that, until all of a sudden, one day, Snap. he... <laughs> yeah. It broke. <laughs> it really did. Now, what we're going to say to you next is not funny. It's awful. But, you know, this and it's is... it's the truth. But it's this is what happened. He He snapped. He just... And he took a baseball bat and he beat her silly. I mean, beat her. Sure. And then he folded her and stuck her in a garbage can and left her for dead and just split. Well, how do we know all this? Because she survived. The rest of the story. Yeah, somebody found her and uh took her a while, but she came back. Now, this is the thing. You know, this is why Keith brought this up with uh, O.J. and Nicole. You know, people wanted to feel sorry for this woman. And, you know, on the outside, sure, he beat her up and left her for dead. I mean, what kind of a horrible human being would do such a terrible thing? And, you know, by the surface looking, I mean, they wanted to string him up by his you-know-whats and leave him. 
But we tuned into the deeper level. And what we found out was that she had berated him for years and years and years. Now, an honorable person. Which, honorable, one, which ones are you talking about now? I'm t- Well, okay, I'm talking about the people that... Uh, uh, Garbage cans? Yes. Okay. An honorable woman would have said, you know what, he beat me. Uh, he attempted to beat me to death. And you know what, I had it coming. You know what, I have been rude and horrible to him for 20 years. For 20 years, I have not honored or respected him. I have been berating and horrible to him. Anything I could do to just demoralize him, I did it. I did it for 20 years. And you know what? He took it and took it and took it. And what he did was simply vented back what I had coming. But you know what? She didn't do that. She said, oh, poor me. What did I do to deserve this? This horrible man beat me like this. And everybody goes, yeah. Now, on the other hand, this man that beat her silly, he had this coming. And why? Because in his past life, he berated people around him constantly. He had the 20 years of hell under her coming. He did. It was balance. It was God's justice. So what he needed to, here's what he needed to do if he would have been an honorable soul. He needed to, every time she's berating him, say to this part of him who likes to berate, say, see, this is what it feels like when you treat people that way. This is what it feels like. Remember when you berated people in in our past life? This is what it made them feel like. And you need to learn never to do that anymore. That's what you need to learn how to do. That's why this is happening to us. And he needed to re-educate the part of him that does the same thing. So if he would have done that, let's say, you know, within a short time after she they got married, he probably would have maybe been in that situation 8, 10, 12 years tops because his attitude would have, you know, his humble attitude and getting the lesson to the part of him that was a sicko, he would have gotten it, and so he wouldn't have needed that uh, onslaught on him near as much. And we'll finish up with this after the break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Thank you very much for being with us today. We'll be right back. 